We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's all football, all day, every Monday. Buffalo Bills Football Monday, brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. All right, welcome back. Might as well be Buffalo Bills football Saturday today because we're talking a lot of Bills. And uh, our first guest joining me on the Western Hotline, we're not going to just focus on the Bills this morning. We're going to talk a little bit about the AFC AFC East at large. And to do that is NFL Network's Mike Giardi joining me on the Western Hotline. Mike, good morning to you, my friend, and a pleasure having you on. Uh, Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So this AFC East, juggernaut, like everybody predicted, right? Everyone was talking about this AFC East being the best uh, division in football. Yeah, right. It was supposed to be the AFC West. That hasn't materialized. Somebody had to fill the void, and apparently it's uh, the, the East that's getting it done. The the beasts of the East, I guess. Um, let's start with last week's game, Mike. Um, you, know, you and I were kind of chit-chatting about it before we got on the show, but yeah, that, that New York Jets defense is a train. They're the real deal. Um, what did you see in that game short of frustrating Josh Allen? And I think that's the one thing. I, you know, I don't think that you could look at Josh Allen and say, well, you blitz him or... Um, you know, you've got to get pressure on him. I mean, he's the best quarterback in the league. His numbers, his his, his advanced metrics against the against pressure is better than anybody in football. So it's not as black and white as say, well, you just got to pressure Josh Allen. Um, they frustrated him, and and I think when you can get Josh frustrated, that's really where he'll beat himself at times. What is that? Maybe what you saw a little bit too in that second half, particularly. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought defensively the Jets did a phenomenal job. You know, a lot of variety of coverage. And, you know, when you look at their corners in particular this year with Sauce Gardner, who's top 10, maybe top five, DJ Reed, who's flirting with top 10 as well, that you say, well, they're just going to play man. Well, they, they didn't. They, they, they mixed it up. They gave a variety of coverages that really kind of threw the Bills off. And then the other part of it really is when you can get pressure with four, it just makes your life so much easier, and the Jets have that capability. I mean, they they put so many resources into that defensive line, and someone like Quinton Williams, who's been – I said it – he's been uh, the two best players I've seen in person mm. this year were T.J. Watt. That happened in week one, and then he got hurt, right, and he's coming back. But then Quinton Williams – Williams is unblockable, and he, he causes fits for teams. So when you can have – Four guys, and in particular someone who's that dominant in Williams, just kind of wreaking havoc up front, it really does change the calculus in terms of how you can defend this Bills offense that, you know, up until this point had been awesome. And I fully expect when Josh is right again for it to be awesome again. So, you know, I think you look at the second half of that Green Bay, that Sunday night game, and then you look at, you know, I I want to maybe hone in on that final drive where the Jets just – 
decided they wanted to run seven straight plays from their own three-yard line, and they made it all the way down to the red zone on those seven plays. Would you characterize the Bills as having a rush defense problem, or would you say that the last two weeks they faced two teams that maybe more so Green Bay was a surprise they were continuing to run the ball in the second half down multiple scores. That one I can toss away and maybe just defer to as the Bills weren't expecting them to throw or to run the football and they were defending the pass. And then last week, it's harder for me to get there. Like That's six straight quarters where this Bills defense has not looked good against the run. Yeah, I'm with you on the on the Packers game. Uh, you know, and Von Miller said it after that game. Like, well, I mean, if you want to keep running when you're down by 17, you know, okay, fine. Chew, go go chew up seven, eight minutes to the clock. Like, obviously, they want to get off the field. They're not trying to allow yards, but it was like, well, if that's your strategy when you're down this much, we're not going to commit extra defenders in the box to stop you. You know, like, yeah. we'll let this play out. And if you take a seven minute drive, you take a seven minute drive. We're not we're not worried that you're gonna you're going to beat us that way. But I think, to me, what's, what you can carry from that game that happened in the Jets game, obviously the LaFleur connection, so you know there were some shared thoughts and insights from, from one brother to the other in terms of how they approached the running game the Packers did and then how the Jets will. But to me now the, the question becomes, going forward, do they see more of those types of runs? Do they see more of that style? Yeah. And can they adapt to it? I think they – clearly have the personnel and you know we heard from Leslie Frazier earlier this week and it was like you know for the first six weeks we were we were really good run defense you know so the the last two weeks haven't been what we believe we are and now you know obviously this is the game where you've got to fix it because Minnesota will they're going to test you they're going to run they're going to and they are going to have absolutely some of those same runs so um, you know can you given an extra week here well, not next week, but given a week to prepare for it, are, are you more ready to, to handle what they're going to throw your way? And if they can't handle it this week, then I think you might have a real certified issue on your hands. Like, okay, well, now that's three weeks in a row, and you could write off the first one, but now you can't write off the next two. So what are we going to be here, fellas? Yeah, and listen, I, I think part of it, too, and, and part of their issues last year when you looked at them against the run was that you felt like the interior of their defensive line wasn't big enough. It wasn't physical enough at the point of attack and they addressed some of those things Mike like they go out they sign um, Daquan Daquan Jones who coming into the last couple of games you look at some of the advanced metric Ben Baldwin's um, you know charts like he had one of the highest double team rates in football and one of the better success rates against double teams so this this was one of if not the best defense against the run going into the second half of that Green Bay game and it's sort of deteriorated since then but the personnel hasn't really changed now they didn't have Matt Milan last week that has to be and top of your mind right Mike not having Matt Milano who I think has really emerged as one of the league's best you know non-Mike linebackers like outside linebackers maybe he's not talked about in that light but man if you throw on throw on the film of a Bills game and watch this defense it's hard not to catch 58 in your eye well I mean I thought the first month of the season and this is not a knock on what's happened since obviously dealing with some physical stuff is you know, kind of tends to be the case with Matt. But, like, I thought the first month of the year, I don't know that there was a linebacker playing any better football, whether you're Mike, Sam, Will, like that. He just was playing at an incredible level, um, diagnosing. He's so quick. Like, there's pretty much nothing he can't do. So not having him, obviously, that's going to hurt. But I think your point was, you know, I thought the interior of the defensive line really struggled last week. But also, like, look, Vaughn's been good against the run. You don't, obviously, you're not 
that's not what he was brought here for, but he sure. plays it well. He didn't play it very well last week. So, you know, I think it was just a combo platter of, you know, guys just didn't have their best days. Um, and, again, we'll see now if that's going to be attributed to scheme because you're going to see it again this week or if it was just, hey, it's just one of those days where we just didn't have – we didn't have it. we got NFL reporter Mike Giardi here on our Western Hotline of NFL Network talking some AFC East football. I know you were uh, kind of honing in this week on the Jets. Let's talk a little bit about that team um, from the offensive side of the ball. And, and, again, I think the disappointing part if you're a Bills fan is really all week, you know, we talked to – I mean, countless number of Jets reporters, guys that are podcasts or whatever that that cover the team. And the consensus was this feels like a crossroads with with Zach Wilson. Like he has that Patriots performance. He throws three interceptions against Belichick. And then all week here in Buffalo, you heard all of and Josh Allen even mentioned this, like the three interception game in 2019 was when it clicked for Josh Allen against the Patriots. And I'm not here to tell you that Zach Wilson had a Josh Allen coming to Jesus moment last week um, or two weeks ago against the Patriots, but he certainly looked like a different player that was playing with way, way more composure in that Bills game. He didn't make the big mistake, and I think everybody was probably waiting for it. Uh, yeah, there's no question, especially based on his performance against the Patriots, and I was there live and in person for that one. And that's that was pretty bad. Um, and you look at, you know, just go go queue up the three interceptions in that game, and you say to yourself, who were you throwing to? Why were you throwing it? What, I mean, just, like, mind-boggling uh, decisions by him. And there was one in particular, the, the second McCourty, well, maybe it was the second, whatever. It was one on the sidelines where he, he got it. Trying to throw it out. away, right? Yeah, and, yep. and, Zach, and Zach put his hands to his head like, what did I just do? And you don't normally see that sort of incredible reaction from a player like that. You normally say, okay, get back to the thing. Let's look at the pictures. Let's see him try to sort this out. But he was, he was a beaten man in that moment. And I'll give, I'll give the Jets credit, you know, standing strong with him because there were a lot of questions about, do you go to Mike White? You know, Mike White overtook Joe Flacco as the number two. Do you go to Mike White? Uh, What are you thinking? And nope, nope, we got our guy. We back our guy. And I think they just kind of hammered home the point, man. Zach, we're really good on defense, and we're going to run the ball. Just don't screw it up. And and he and but he did a good job of that, right? And there were yeah. a couple big throws in there. But I also thought just the decision making was so much better. I mean, it was like night and day between the week before, you know, when to run, when not to run. He wasn't doing the thing where, as I said, like after watching that Pats game over again. He drifted more in the pocket than any quarterback I can remember in I don't even know how many years. Like, it was that bad. Like, dude, you don't even there, – there's no pressure. Where, where are you going? Why are you drifting to your right? Why are, you, why are you now all of a sudden 12 yards behind the line of scrimmage when there was no reason to be um, and then throwing off balance? And in that game, it was more like just stick to the pocket, stick to your reads. If it's not there, throw it away, get down, or take off. And he had a couple big runs in that game, and he had a couple big throws. But more importantly, just did not make the bad, you know. I mean, I know he had the fumble on the strip sack, which they recovered, right? Or did they recover? Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, no, uh, yeah, no, the Bills. That was the one where it should have been an inter- – it was the first drive coming out of the second half. It was the simultaneous possession with Tr- yeah. with Tr- uh, Tremaine Edmonds, which should have been an interception but wasn't called. Then a couple of plays later, Von Miller gets the strip sack. Yep. But so, okay, bad series. But then wh- where do you go from a bad series? Yep. He, he didn't go in the tank. So I think – that's credit to him, you know, having some, some mental toughness 
to kind of get through this and not say, oh, here, here we go again. And just I think they're, they did a good job as a team and as a coaching staff of sort of rebuilding his confidence and just saying, hey, stay on task, man. You're, you're going to be okay. We got people around you. And, yeah, it was, it was a good moment for them. Like you said, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was no come-to-Jesus moment there. He didn't, he didn't all of a sudden, now we're not going to be like, oh, my God, that was the time where Zach Wilson <laughs> all of a sudden elevated to become a top-ten quarterback. But it was a good moment for him, and now we'll see you know, if he can build on it going forward. It was the decisiveness, I think, for me, Mike, like yep. him getting rid of the football on time, on target, in, on schedule, right? And, and he, everybody looked at him coming out as, well, this is, this is in the same vein, the same light as Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. But where Josh and, I think, Patrick started to make their rise, of course, they had those off-schedule stuff. Of course, and they do that better than anybody in football. But they were able to win on schedule first, and then because they were able to win on schedule, the off-schedule stuff became that much more potent. And and I think that's kind of where Zach needs to get to. He needs to learn how to play within the confines in the offense. And when he can do that and teams have to then defend every blade of grass, that's really where his off-schedule stuff could be a real weapon for him in that offense. Yeah, no question. And you look, uh, there was a throw. He hit um, Garrett Wilson on a slant, and he had pressure on his face. And it wasn't anything egregious, but he stood in the pocket and then he dropped the arm angle down and he threw just an absolute laser. And look, Wilson was open. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a tight window throw, but it was, but he put it right on the mark. And it was just one of those things you say, like, this is why he went number two. These are some of the things that he can do that other guys can't do. But it's, again, it's about putting it all together and, um, you know, he'll have a huge challenge next weekend. Patriots in Foxborough. So you're just a couple weeks removed from that nightmare. You know, are you going to be seeing ghosts again? You know, is Belichick going to cook up something for him? uh, Or is he just going to melt down in that situation? If he doesn't, you know, the conversation once again moves. You go, oh, Buffalo, you know, gets it done. And then can he get it done against New England? Then, you know, again, the calculus of all that will change about how we view the the Jets and, uh, you know, what they look like here in the back end of November and December. I don't know if you're a Stranger Things fan, but if we're, we're 100% in the upside down because what we're talking about here are the last place New England Patriots, Mike. Thoughts just on where they are um, as a disappointing start to the season, the Bailey Zappi thing, and now it looks like Mac Jones is sort of firmly back in his position as a starter. Where are they? I mean, defensively, it looks very good. Offensively, still a work in progress. I would say beyond a work in progress. I would say the offense is broken, and I don't know that it is fixable with the current regime that's coaching Mac and just on where Mac is right now. And it's been uh, something we sort of raised the questions about Bill Belichick turning to Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator um, without having been an offensive coach since 2005 and 2005, he was an assistant offensive line coach. You know, the, Oh, good coach is a good coach. That was the, you know, one of their defenses for it. Um, oh, the defensive mindset that he'll bring. Like, sure. he knows how defense is going to think. <laughs> well, I'm not – I didn't play quarterback in this league, but I've heard from plenty of quarterbacks that are either current players or are out of the league and do, you know, the broadcast thing, who look at that offense and say, it is way too simple, it is way too boring, and they have no easy buttons. They have no answers. And when you put all those things together – with what I think is a competent group, but not there's no one in that offense other than Ramondre Stevenson that you go, wow, that guy could take it to the house on one play. Oh, you know, sure, Nelson Aguilar, not, not I mean, he's a below-average receiver. Devontae Parker can never stay on the field. Um, their tight ends that they spent a million dollars on have been 
basically non-factors this season. And I keep coming back to that decision to go with this coaching staff and to sort of spend all this time working on the zone running stuff, but then getting to the season and realizing we don't do this well at all and then scrapping it. <laughs> so you spent, you know, a, a hard month in, in training camp in particular, like this was going to be your thing. And then you get to the season and you're like, yeah, so about that, fellas. We practiced this and now we don't do it. Sounds like my son's high school coach does. You know, hey, we're going to throw right. the ball this week, guys. We put all these packages. And then when the game starts, quarterback run right, quarterback run left, quarterback run up the middle, repeat. You know, so it, it, that, that's that been shocking to me. And I think Mac's not in a good place, you know. Um, and I don't know if you can rebuild his confidence. I'm, I, I think the game coming out of his bye against the Jets – Again, they're playing – that's a really good defense. I think it's a top-five defense, so I'm not expecting them to go score 30, but, like, show me that you have some answers when you've given yourself an opportunity to sort of self-scout and say, what do we do well? Because I I don't know that there is anything they do well, but let's hone in on those things, whatever those things are, and let's let's bring those to the table here in the second half of the season. Otherwise, you know, they're a they're a below-average offense, and, uh, you know, the defense is good, but the, the defense also hasn't faced – josh allen yet you know they haven't faced some of the joe burrow comes into town um you know even the thanksgiving night in minnesota that will be a challenge for them and i don't know that their offense is able to elevate to the point where they can get into the 20s and the defense can hold it down for them all right mike i appreciate you man thanks for the afc east outlook here uh enjoy the weekend slate of games maybe some college football today for you as well i appreciate your time Anytime, my man. Thanks, my friend. Mike Giardi there of NFL Network. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.